Hello, everybody. This is Mark Vines, and welcome to the Mark Vines Show. And thank you for joining me today. And you can follow me on Facebook, on Parlor, on Rumble, and give me a shout out, give me a like, give me a follow. Reach out to me and let me know what you think of the show and give me any suggestions on some things that you would like to hear about or any sort of feedback. And again, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about in the world of Joe Biden. And for all you liberals that voted this man into office, I want to thank you very much. I really appreciate the fact that he is moving at warp speed. President Trump had his Operation Warp Speed, and Joe Biden has his Operation Warp Speed, which is just the destruction of the United States at warp speed. And boy, is he doing a bang-up job of that. And I'll tell you, where even to begin with this? But I do have to thank him for lifting the whole restriction on face masks you know it's nice to be able to walk around without the face mask on however i have to say enjoy it while you can because there's already rumblings of being forced to wear masks again not because the cdc says that we should because we all know that they're not saying that and not because there's any science to back it up but we might have to put masks back on because there are people that are uncomfortable with you not wearing a mask, even though you may have already had COVID and you may have already been vaccinated. But other people's feelings are important and we don't want them to feel uncomfortable. God, we don't want people to feel uncomfortable at all. So we're all going to have to put our masks on. Well, if you don't believe me, trust me, it is coming. Uh, I understand from a friend of mine that the DOJ uh, is considering... Um, having people put masks back on in the workplace because of that very fact. They don't want people to feel uncomfortable by others who they may not be sure or are vaccinated or not. So that's what's going to happen. Folks, are you tired of this yet? Because I know I am. I am very, very tired of just the silliness of this right now. You know, people aren't really asking the tough questions. They aren't um, asking themselves how many people have died within their uh, the, within their realm, within within their lives. You know, for example, I I know down in the uh, Virginia universities that are just very very strict with uh, wearing masks and social distancing and all these different things. And, you know, people really just give you the dirty look if you're not wearing a mask. But ask yourself this, how many kids, for instance, have died at Virginia Tech from COVID or University of Virginia or from JMU? And I know that a lot of you are going to say that there's a lot of kids that have contracted the COVID virus. But my question specifically is how many have died from that? I'm not aware of any. Now, if you are aware of any that have died, let me know, and I'll, and I'll correct the record on that. But I, I'm not aware of that happening. So I think we're just all done. I think we're all done with this, this whole mask mandate. And just the mixed signals that we give. You know, we have pictures of Joe Biden, you know, just the other day. I don't know if you saw him at the Ford Motor Plant where he was demonstrating an, an electric, uh, electric pickup. And he was seen coming to the podium wearing a mask with nobody around him. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden has been vaccinated, but he's at the podium wearing a mask. And then when he got into one of the pickups to drive it around, because they were dumb enough to let this man get behind the wheel of a vehicle and around people, he gets into the vehicle with a Ford representative and then Secret Service agents in the back, and he takes his mask off when he's around people. 
It, it just doesn't make any sense. And I hope that there's going to be more and more pushback against this whole mask mandate and just the silliness of it. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, that this whole year, this last year, has created a national psychosis that I don't see ending for a very long time. But I, I sure as heck hope that it does happen because, you know, folks, we are losing more and more liberties and it's happening really with no pushback from anybody. And we've got to bring attention of these abuses to the American people before we get to the point to where many of these liberties are taken away and we don't see them replaced. And, and I'm going to give you uh, an example of this, right? So I have uh, an article here from the Daily Wire, and it's written by Ryan um, Saavedra. And it, the title of this is, Biden to use firms to surveil ser- service members' social media accounts for concerning behavior. And this is a report. And I want you to listen closely to this, because I'm going to break this down, because this should concern all of you. So President Joe Biden's administration is reportedly preparing to contract with private firms to surveil the social media accounts of service members to weed out those with views that the administration deems concerning. Now, what do they mean by concerning? Let's let's define that. They mean you and I. They mean people that have conservative views, people that voted for Donald Trump, people that don't agree with them. Now, if you don't believe me, for those of you that have been restricted on Facebook or banned from Facebook or banned from Twitter, you notice that it's always people with right-leaning views. It is never the left. I'm not aware of one example of one statement of somebody on the left having their Facebook account restricted. Again, if you have an example, please reach out to me and let me know because I don't have any examples. So that's what they mean by concerning behavior. So an extremism steering committee led by Bishop Garrison, a senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense, is currently designing the social media screening pilot program, which will continuously monitor military personnel for concerning behaviors, according to a Pentagon briefing in late March. Although in the past the military has balked at surveilling service members for extremist political views due to First Amendment protections, the pilot program will rely on a private surveillance firm in order to circumvent First Amendment restrictions on government monitoring. So pretty slick of them. Instead of the government doing this, you know, if this government doing this, the government must go get a warrant to do such things. They are going to use a third party. Okay? And this was... Um, This is not uncommon, actually, in law enforcement for when you want to sort of circumvent the rules and the the laws. For example, if I, let's say, as an FBI agent, I wanted to get into your business and I wanted to search your business, but I didn't want to get a warrant for whatever reason. There could be a myriad of reasons why I didn't want to get a warrant. If you had a liquor license, let's say, for your, your establishment, for your business, I could actually use the ruse of going to the uh, local or the, the state liquor board and having them do, do an inspection on your business and thereby getting in the door and being able to do a, do a search without actually getting a warrant. And that's kind of what this is. What they're talking about is using a third party who is not required to get a warrant because they're not the government. So it's just kind of a slick way of doing something that they know that they should not be doing or they don't want to take the effort to do. Okay. 
Though the firm has not been yet been selected, the current frontrunner is Babel Street, a company that sells powerful surveillance tools, including social media monitoring software. A spokesman for Representative Don Bacon, who's a Republican from uh, Nebraska, who's a member of the House Armed Services Committee, said that the congressman was not aware of the alleged plan, saying, I have discussed this with our defense team, and as of right now, we have not heard anything from DOD that would confirm this story. So a spokesman for the House Armed Services Committee released the following statement on the matter. The committee understands that the Department of Defense is exploring a means of implementing social media screening in conjunction with background investigations. We anticipate that any social media screening would be intended only as an additional means of vetting cleared individuals of those seeking to obtain a security clearance, not as a tool for ongoing surveillance of all men and women in uniform. That said... Secretary Austin has been clear about his intentions to understand to what extent extremism exists in the force and its effect on good order and discipline. We look forward to hearing the results of the stand down and the department's plan to move forward. The report said that the alleged pilot program will search for certain keywords. Now, you guys want to listen closely to this. Search for certain keywords to identify those that the administration deems to be potential extremists, although experts warned that the method was not only an invasion of privacy, but flawed. And I would definitely say that it's flawed. And I'll give you an example. So on Facebook, I posted a cartoon that talked about how uh, President Trump killed bin Laden, or not killed bin Laden, but killed that Iranian leader, the, the top uh, leader, and then Joe Biden killed uh, Dr. Seuss. And I had Facebook shut down my post twice because it was fact-checked, confirming that Joe Biden did not actually kill Dr. Seuss. And this happened to me twice. Now, I understand that that's a computer algorithm that pulls that up. It's not really a person that looks at that. So those of you that are going to reach out to me and tell me that I'm wrong on that, that it's not a person, that it's a computer, that I, I get that. But that's what they're going to be using here, too. They're going to be looking for specific keywords. And how much do you want to bet? How much money do you want to bet that when they're looking for keywords, it's going to be conservative, right-wing, um, militia, and things like that? It's going to be terms that are what, what the left considers to be conservative keywords. They will not be using left-wing or liberal keywords. You, you, I'll bet money on that. So using keywords to monitor social media isn't just an unnecessary privacy invasion. It is flawed strategy that will ensure it is short-lived, retired FBI agent Mike German told the publication, and I agree with that definitely. It will undoubtedly produce a flood of false positives, that's what we're just talking about, that will waste security resources and undermine morale. Without identifying the real problem, which is the tolerance for those that openly engage in racist behavior and discrimination. And I, I agree with Mr. German on this. You know, why do you want to use these algorithms? You know, focus on any behavior that people are exhibiting and exercise leadership and deal with that. That's something the military has always done and should be doing. You should not be using these algorithms to go after people and go on fishing expeditions, which is what this is. You deal with the open behavior, right? You know, you cannot use these algorithms to go after people that are just exercising their First Amendment uh, protected free speech. You know, go after the people that are actively acting out while on duty. 
So CNN reported at the start of the month that the Biden administration was considering working with private firms to monitor extremist chatter by Americans online because the federal government is legally limited to what they can do without a warrant. So you can see that there again. They are legally limited. So the plan being discussed inside DHS, according to multiple sources, would in effect allow the department to circumvent laws that limit what the federal government can do in surveilling U.S. citizens without a warrant. Now, we've had this, right? We had this in the Russia collusion investigation. So for those of you that say that this doesn't happen, it does happen. We know that it happens because it happened in the Russia collusion case. And this is what they're talking about here. Guys, did we not have enough of this in the Russia collusion investigation? I had enough of it. But yet, nobody learned a lesson in that whole debacle. They're still doing it here. So, CNN reported that a source familiar with the effort said it is not about decrypting data, but rather using outside entities who can legally access these private groups to gather large amounts of information that could help DHS identify key narratives as they emerge. Any plans to surveil U.S. service members will likely face intense pushback especially after a Space Force commander was allegedly forced out of the military after he warned that Marxism was infiltrating the Department of Defense. So that brings me to the other article, and that's the Space Force commander. Because, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine today who was a veteran, uh, just like me. I'm a veteran of the United States Navy. And uh, there was a time when it was kind of common knowledge that communism and Marxism was a bad thing. And those were the things that in the United States military, we were fighting against. That That's, I mean, that was a given. I, I never realized that that was a problem. But since we're talking about this Space Force commander, let's do that. Uh, I have a New York Post article here, and it's written by uh, George Fitzgibbon, again, New York Post. And uh, it's titled, Space Force Commander Removed After Saying Marxism is Infiltrating the Military. So uh, this is going to be Lieutenant Colonel Matthew uh, Lohmeyer. And um, this was after he appeared on the Information Operation podcast. So here he was on this podcast. And, and a Lieutenant Colonel in the Space Force has been removed from his post after he went on a podcast to claim that Marxism is invading the military. Uh, according to a report. So Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer was temporarily reassigned after going on a podcast and touting his book, Ir- Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest conquest and, un- and the Unmaking of the American Military, according to Military.com. This decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast, a Space Force spokesman told the outlet. Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting was uh, initiated a has initiated a command directive investigation on whether these comments constitute prohibited partisan political activity. The statement said, Lohmeyer, commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado, got into hot water after appearing on the conservative podcast Information Operation uh, last week. His book claims that a neo-Marxist agenda has infiltrated the military. Uh, The diversity, inclusion, and equity industry and the trainings we are all receiving in the military is rooted in critical race theory, which is rooted in Marxism, Lohmeyer told podcast host L. Todd Wood, Military.com reported. He insisted that his book is not political, but rather a warning about the increased politicization of the armed forces, some of which he said he's seen firsthand. 
Lohmeyer also took apparent issue with the Pentagon press secretary, John Kirby, uh, who he referred to only as a Pentagon spokesperson, claiming that Kirby has said, there are too many white pilots in the Air Force and Space Force. If you want to provide that kind of messaging to your already struggling pilot force, you can already expect to see further retention problems, he said in the podcast. Kirby denied making the comment in a statement Friday. Now, that that's interesting because you may recall that in an earlier podcast, I said that I witnessed a speech at a National Academy, National Convention, uh, at the time after James Comey was fired as director of the FBI. Andy McCabe was the acting director of the FBI. And I watched this man give a speech where he said that the problem, the problem in the FBI is it has too many white agents. He actually said that. So it's kind of funny that you see a very similar comment here about the Air Force that there are too many white pilots. Now, the problem with that is that that statement is inherently racist, okay? If you are going to make a judgment about a person based solely upon their skin color and not their merit, not their morals, not their abilities, that is racist, folks. That is a racist statement. In critical race theory, Lohmeyer is absolutely correct. It is based on Marxism, it's a fact that it is based in, in Marxism. And our military has sworn to defend this country against Marxism. It is anti-constitutional. And those of you that have served in the military know, that know this, and if you haven't served in the military, I'm going to inform you of this, that you take an oath of office when you are in the military, and that is that you will protect this country against any enemies, foreign and domestic, and that you will protect the Constitution of the United States. Well, that's exactly what he's talking about here. But yet, he's the one that is being vilified for this. So this this department has an open door to any qualified American who wants to serve, he said. Diversity throughout the force is a source of strength. We can't afford to deprive ourselves of the talents and the voices of the full range of a nation that we defend. And he is correct about that. But you have to be diverse, but you have to treat people equally, and you have to hire by merit, and you have to bring in the best people. We want to have the best people flying the aircraft that we have. If that's a minority, if that's a person of color, if that's a man, a woman, a transgender, whatever, you should not be making comments about people's race. If you are making statements about somebody solely based on the color of their skin, sir, that is racist. And that cannot cannot be tolerated in this country and cannot be tolerated in the U.S. military. But Lohmeyer said he's gotten thank yous from other active duty duty service members. Lohmeyer told Military.com that he consulted with superiors, uh, superiors as well as legal and public affairs officials about the book and was told he wasn't required to submit it for security and pre-publication review. My intent never has been to engage in partisan politics, he said. I have written a book about a particular political ideology in the hope that our Defense Department might return to being politically nonpartisan in the future as it has honorably throughout history. And... I agree with him there, and I do know that from my own experience that by stating that people in your organization, if it's a federal organization, stating that they should be nonpartisan is perceived 
is being right-wing and conservative. Now, I, I'll share with you this story very briefly about my own experience in that regard. Uh, so in the FBI, for you to go from GS-14 supervisor to 15, the FBI has what's called an LSA uh, exam that you have to take. And part of that is you have to do a, a board in front of uh, uh, three panelists. And in my particular board, I had uh, two agents and a support employee that sat on the board. So uh, what had happened, let me just put this in the context of the time frame that it was happening. So James Comey had been fired. And in the beginning, before people knew a whole lot about James Comey's background and, and his belief system and his participation in the Russia collusion um, scandal, he was fairly popular in the FBI. Actually, I think in some circles he still is. But nevertheless, at the time, he was still very, very popular, uh, both on the Hill in, in Washington and within the organization. And part of the reason why he was so popular is because uh, Bob Mueller was so despised by the employees. It was just 12 years of hell under that man. And uh, Comey, with his personality and... It, gave the perception that he really cared about people and wanted to increase the the life the, the quality of life within the FBI it was a, a, a refreshing uh, change from Bob Mueller. So he was just keep in mind he was very popular at the time. And you know people in the office mainly support employees would go around the office and they would complain and complain and they would openly complain and they would openly badmouth the president and and make comments that you should not be making in a workspace uh, that belongs to the FBI because we too uh, have an oath and you, we have to follow the 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 orders of the people that are over us. So very very um, inappropriate for people to go around making those comments. And so I had after a couple of weeks the the employees that worked for me, uh, you know they were they were complaining. They had coffee mugs going around that said Comey's homies on it. There were even T-shirts that had Comey's homies on it. And I once the T-shirts came into play in the coffee mugs, I said, that's enough. We need, we need to have a discussion about our role in the federal government and how this works and your place within the federal government. And I gave them uh, the lecture about how you, you follow the orders no matter who the president is. The American people elect the president, and no matter who it is, we have to follow the orders, which we did. And in my case, I'm was no fan of Barack Obama, but I did my duty under him and followed his orders. And, and uh, you know, I was an agent during the Clinton years, as a matter of fact. That's just the way that it is. That's the way that our government is set up. But what I did tell my employees was, from that day forward on, we were not going to have any discussions about the president because it was inappropriate. They work for the president, and the president has the right to... Uh, uh, fire the director. He can bring it at will. He doesn't have to have any reason. Um, you may not like how he did it, but he does have that right to do it. And he can bring people in and get rid of them. And that's the way that it is. But we're going to have to go back to work and just do what you're told to do. Well, I mentioned this to the board because the, I was given a question about uh, anything that was disruptive in the, you know, give an example of something that was disruptive in the workplace, you know, a situation, and what was the situation, and what did I do to handle it? And I gave this example, and when I gave the example, it was very obvious that the board looked at it and said, we, you know, we don't like the answer. And when I, I did not pass that board, and when I looked at the write-up, there were comments in the write-up and they, they explained why they did not pass me on the board and they said that uh, this agent meaning me uh, w was only concerned with expressing his political views 
And instead of talking about leadership, the agent, again, being me, wanted to take the time to impress upon the panel what his political views were. And so if you listen to what I just explained to you, the point of my discussion with them was I was talking about how politics had no place in the workplace, none. And I was very clear in saying that you do not take sides regardless of who is in office. You follow the directions from whoever the American people put in office. But they took an answer like that as being that I was shutting down the discussion and I was supporting Donald Trump and uh, it was an inherently right-wing or conservative statement and they were going to have none of that. And that's not what happened at all. But you know, people that make statements like that are perceived as being radical. What they want to hear is orange man bad, Trump bad, and if I had bad-mouthed Trump, I'm sure I would have passed that, that panel. But that was my own personal experience, much like Lohmeyer had experienced here. And we do not want political partisanship in the military or in any of our federal law enforcement agencies. We absolutely do not want that. But we are losing these liberties. And folks, you just got to remember, the same people that put together this Russia collusion hoax and put us through four years of hell for absolutely no reason are the people that want this surveillance done. They're the same people that are purging the military, and they are going to be using the civilians that shut you down and ban you every time you make a political statement that they don't agree with. This is very dangerous territory, and it's something for you to think about, and it's something that we need to stand up and fight. And I hope that you are going to stand up and not tolerate this type of intrusion by the government and uh, allow our service members to be monitored in this way because it's a really, really bad idea. So that's my just my thought, thoughts for today. Again, folks, this is Mark Vines. Thanks for joining me again. Join me on Rumble. Join me on Parlor. Join me on Facebook. Give me a like. Give me a shout out. Give me a follow. And certainly pass this on to your friends because we've got to get this message out, guys. All right, take care. God bless.